Welcome back to part two of our talk about how we make meats of podcasts. So, ready, get into it, ready now. It's guaranteed if we talk about porn that Pepin will bring up Nito Angel. Yeah. What's the over under on how long it's going to take? Uh, for me to get off or. From just talking about her? Yeah. How obsessed with Dito Angel? <laughs> I'm trying to get a reaction to you. What, I think for Christmas, I'm going to buy you a Dito, Dito Angel mask that you can make your girlfriend wear. Sorry, I think I... So, we're, we've talked about content. We've talked about getting, um, you know, getting guests on. Um, is there anything that we do that's, like, off limits that, like, we don't we don't talk about? Cause like one of the one of the the tags for our show is like um, two best friends talk about anything and everything where nothing's off limits, but I think there are some stuff that we don't talk about. We don't talk about politics. No, I mean we we had that one political episode, but it was very philosophical, mm-hmm. which I think it, that's kind of how you should talk about politics is like general philosophy. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's one of those things where if we start getting to like the weeds of politics, mm-hmm. like. It's the same, the same thing with, like, your fact versus my fact, right? And I'm not going to be knowledgeable about the facts that you have, and same for you. So it, it's not that interesting. Now, if we're both kind of delving into, like, a similar kind of shared, like, expertise, m- maybe that's something because, you know, that's what, uh, like, news reporters or news pundits will do. Like, they can delve into the, the nuances of the facts. But it's not really that conducive for, like, a general conversation to – Delving the politics. Here are all of my political views. Rapid fire. End the Fed. Fuck the police. Taxation is theft. Moving on. Uh. Okay. Does that make me Republican? That kind of makes you more like libertarian, to like be honest. Old school Republican. Actual like shrink the government. Classical liberal. Classical liberal. Yeah. Like Mozart. No, like uh, Jonathan Locke. Oh, I'm a Lockean. Yep, you're. That's more Lockean, I'd say. I think nowadays they call themselves Locktards. Really? No. Because <laughs> say that's that sounds. It's not a good one. It's like a YouTube thing. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, okay. John Locke is big on YouTube. Is he? No. What? What is these? I, I'm not understanding these jokes. Why would Locke be big on YouTube? It's <laughs> it's the irony of it. Because he's amazing. But for YouTube, like, is that his main... Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Oh, that is YouTube. That's their slogan. I mean, okay, I delved into a bunch of, like, libertarian stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. And so there's a lot about Locke on there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if he, like, had a resurgence because Stoicism is also getting big as well. Mm-hmm. And there's other philosophical ideas, like some of the ideas from... Uh, uh, what was his name? He did the the Wealth of Nations. Mm. Adam Smith. Oh, okay. So, so, so much of these, uh, you know, big philosophers from the past are getting bigger and bigger. The one that does hasn't gotten big is uh, Immanuel Kant, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I can see it. Or Hobbes. Uh, Hobbes. What did he do? Was that the uh, the guy who did? Uh, he did the one with the stuff. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so I think politics is one we don't really delve into. Mm-hmm. We delve into political philosophy, but not politics because it gets too nuanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and think the general hate speech it's there's just no place for that yeah uh, i don't think we get into like uh topics that are too serious well we had that one episode we've had one episode that i can remember that we made no jokes on yeah that was euthanasia yeah and that was like a 45 minute conversation with zero jokes see that one i think it w- was pretty good 
but I wouldn't like this. Like, there's there's actually like a topic to discuss there. Like, I don't think we can really talk about like the ethics of like rape because it, it's pretty obvious, mm-hmm. right? And also, I don't think it'd be too fun to talk about that. Like, not really, no. Like, like, oh, hey, it's wrong. Now you can get into like all those whole things where like, uh, if someone's drinking, you know, is is that rape? Is that not rape? You know, it doesn't matter how much they drink, and you can all these like weird things. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's this idea which I disagree with about uh, removed consent. So after you've had sex with somebody, mm-hmm. week, a month, a year later, you can revoke your consent. And you know, claim it's rape. Mm-hmm. You know, and what they say is, at the time, it was consensual, and even like a week later, it's consensual. But uh, two weeks later, you decide you regretted it, so it wasn't consensual. So this is us not talking about rape. Uh, just to be clear. Yeah. Well, we can go into the what well, we're talking about it right now because we're talking about not talking about it. Okay. <laughs> Our taboo episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we actually talked about bestiality that one time. Nate. That one time. Okay, that two. Oh, okay. It's okay. Been many a time. Okay, so I guess that's not like a off topic. It, but it's never like been the topic. No. It's just always been brought up as a part of another topic, usually mythology, though. Yeah, and it, it plays Which quite. That's, that's heavy. not my fault. That's the Greeks' fault. Yeah, really true. And uh, I'm trying to think about anything else that's kind of off topic. I mean, those are the majority, is just things that aren't going to be like we can't make a joke yeah it's just like uncomfortable to like make a joke about and i don't think that they're completely out of the question that like we could have a conversation about that and we would take it in an intellectual way and actually like have a philosophical conversation but the point being that we don't make it political yeah when even when we're tackling something difficult we're not making it political we're doing it in a in a in a way that's um you know, going to be conducive of a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think of other things that we don't, like, I don't think we try to tackle things which are, say, accusatory of each mm-hmm. other. So we try to have fun with each other with, like, uh, like in, in jest. It's always in jest. But we never, like, really denigrate the other. Like, Well, I make fun of you a lot. Yeah, but well, it's in jest, though. Like, Oh, yeah, of course. Right? So, like... I will tell these stories. Also, this is the important thing. Like, uh, I have a lot of like embarrassing stories. Mm-hmm. I don't find them embarrassing. I find them extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to tell them in a way that will make it you know, that you guys can play off of pretty well. So, like that awkward date story I had with uh, that that person that was very very awkward. That was definitely a made up name. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the name, but well, uh, it's yeah, fine. didn't. So that story, like, I want to be made fun of there. Because it, it makes the show kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you were to say, like, that you're such an idiot. Why why do you even do this? Or why this fuck are you, idiot? Like, she Remember was right that there. time you rolled a one, bowled a 132? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, were, you went on that date with that girl? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you bowled and you like you got like an eighty and then you got like a a hundred. Then she bowled like a twelve and you bowled like a hundred and eighty-two or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with that one is I was trying not to like (laughs) I was I was like, okay, like 
I went into that thinking, you know, sexes are equal. I'm not going to like let her win because that's stupid. No. And then so I won the first two. And then I was starting to feel bad because she was a s- sucked. So I'm like, okay, I'll let her win this next one. And I stopped crying. And when I stopped crying, I did fucking great. It was amazing. That was an awesome story. Highly suggest that. Go back and listen to that episode. So I think you have to be willing to be made fun of or poked at. But that's kind of the fun. But I don't think it should be like you're a bad person because. Mm-hmm. Unless that's the joke. Give me an example. Um, you saying that uh, saying you're a bad person isn't good. And in response, I would say, but you are. And then give you a look. And then you'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay. And yeah. that's a, it's a joke. The joke is that that's the joke. I see. Well, actually, there was that time we were talking about like uh, one of my ex-girlfriends and I lied to her about something. Mm-hmm. And like, man. That's kind of bad. I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah. When did I make fun of you for not recognizing, not recognizing the girl that you dated for years? Yep, yep. Okay, I got you. But I, I think there's agreement there yeah. in general. You know, it's it, I'm, I never really come away from the show feeling bad. And you have to kind of, like, feel your guests a little bit because you can make fun of your guests to some degree. But you also have to, you know, like, mm-hmm. feel them out because they don't, you want to, if you make fun of them, you want to make sure that they know it's in jest. Yeah. Like, we made fun of Shannon a lot when she was on the show. Of course. But I mean, she got us back. She said Scooby Goo and made me quit the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it was the pun or if it was your reaction, which was that reaction, which makes me want to leave. Shannon, we miss you. Mm-hmm. Shannon, That's come true. back to us, That's please. True. And we made fun of G real hard. It was probably mostly me. Yeah. I miss G. Yeah. Well, Such a good guest. He, he took a. He, you know, he's someone that we could like have that sort of like playful kind of back and forth. It's like, mm-hmm. like I, th- I think bros and Shannon was definitely a bro. Like bros, the way they bond is by making fun of each other. Okay. Like, 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 man, dude, you got you gotta suck that gut in. Like, oh, you know. I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> what, what, what did I say? Man, bro, you gotta. Uh, so I've I heard a thing once that like guys will make fun of you to your face and then talk great about you behind your back and girls are the opposite way and that girls when they're in a group of girls will um, talk really nice about each other in person then talk shit behind their back Mm. Um, and of course there's generalities and blah 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 gender and all that shit but um, I thought that was like super interesting and I found that to be pretty true yep yep it's it's definitely so all stereotypes are inaccurate but most stereotypes have some sort of truth Mm -hmm. not all but there are generalities and i can definitely say parts of that are true but then again a lot of the women who there's a lot of women who don't fit that mold and so like shannon for instance she's not that kind of person uh she, she hates the gossipy kind of nature of girls and she likes guys a lot more because of that reason like they're a lot easier to interact with uh, at my workplace, uh, we had, w- w- how do you say this? W- one of the girl, like I've worked with girls who are similar to that, but then mm-hmm. I've also worked with girls who are the opposite. But one of the girls who work similar, who have that same kind of personality, like they hate girls and they want to work with guys because the guys are much easier to kind of like, they're more predictable in that kind of way. Like mm-hmm. they can trust what the guy's saying and they can just assume everything's correct. Whereas like with uh, the girls, they feel like, you know, it's a two-faced kind of nature. And mm. so, so I, I think a lot of girls have seen that trend too, but it, it depends, you know, it, it everything's, the, you know, individual and statistical. 
Of course, of course. So uh, Riley in chat loves loves the shirt I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a, the plunge shirt. Uh, I love these shirts. They're so awesome. Uh, the plunge is actually going to be doing a 24 hour live stream coming up. Ooh. Um, and I'm really, really excited about that. It's going to be for charity as well uh, to benefit uh, the plunge in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, the Polar Plunge, where which is always for uh, the Special Olympics. And they raise a lot of money that way. And uh, I think that's where their name originally came from was that. But they uh, have, have turned it turned it on its head. And they do they do amazing work. I'm I'm really proud of those boys. Yeah, it was really awesome seeing them live because that was very entertaining. That was really they pa- they sold out the club. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Curly's was very happy about that. Absolutely, that was a, a really that was really impressive on on their end. So huge support to the plunge. These shirts are awesome, and uh, thank you for all what you guys do as well. If you haven't listened to them, go and check them out. Also, they gave me some spunk lube. Oh, did you try it out? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I've been trying to plan this out a little bit because I was thinking about taking like audio notes, like you know, like. You know, while you're using it yeah like okay, like yeah. uh you know t minus uh no actually not t minus like you know the time is 20 seconds in it looks similar to do you measure your dick in seconds long well, well you know i want to see if 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 it adds to the i gotta take the average how long it usually takes to finish mm-hmm. and see if it takes longer slower faster you know hardness i gotta take all these measurements also i gotta, gotta like get an idea and then you know I want to be scientific with this. I want to see if it adds mm-hmm. to the experience. So there's going to be charts. Uh, yeah. But should should enjoyment not be one of the biggest indicators? Like one of the biggest things you're tracking? Well, that, that that's another factor in it, right? Uh-huh. But is, is the point of the lube to prolong how, like, make you last longer? No, no. Well, then why is that being taken into effect? Well, because I want to see if there's like uh, correlate variables or correlate effects of it, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the fact that the lube looks like my own semen will increase my hardness in semen production mm-hmm. or, you know, increases something with it because this makes me think, oh, hey, there's other guys I'm competing with. So, hey, let's go foo, foo, crazy. Yeah. So seeing other semen on your dick going into your girlfriend is going to make you want to produce more semen to battle their semen. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there's actually some idea about this where, like, men yeah. and women, like our ancestors, okay. would sometimes have gangbangs. Like, uh, of course. You, you know, and you can actually measure this by the size of your testicles. So whether... How, how, like, many, how many gangbangs your ancestors were in? How... <laughs> how... Okay, gangbang probably isn't the right term. Like counting the rings on your testicles. So how big your testicles determine, or it, it's correlated with how many sexual partners or how promiscuous a species is. Interesting. And so humans are not completely promiscuous, but, you know, there's there's somewhere in air between. Hmm. Whereas there's other animals like gorillas, like they are not very promiscuous. Whereas other ones where they're very promiscuous and they have huge balls. And essentially, the huge balls is there to, you know, you know, the more semen you produce is there to counteract the semen of the other males. So I see. let's say you hook up with a female and you produce a whole lot of semen. That extra semen is there to just you know, overcome and, you know, yeah, overcome. Let's leave it there. Sp- spunk lube, everybody. <laughs> spunk lube. <laughs> I've not reviewed you yet, but hey, it will happen soon. Travis Ashley once again with the shout out meter for the win again, man. 
the fan base is strong. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really really touched by that. That's that means I just a lot. Need her. Because I'm the cool one. <laughs> I'm wearing a white shirt. Well, you know that's undeniable. Yeah. Whether that means anything or not is a different story. Is there anything that we haven't talked about about you know the make making the sausage, lifting up the skirt of the night? I think uh, one thing is letting people talk and expand. Mm-hmm. And like we talked a little bit last time, you know, letting people kind of look like ending a sentence in conversation. Uh, something we do well with is I, I just kind of I don't often will throw it back to you, but you know when I'm throwing it back to you because mm-hmm. I'll just it, it's like we have a kind of discourse where like I'll come up with a thought and then uh, you kind of play off that and then I play off your thought and kind of go back and forth that way. Sometimes we need more structure and we need to like actual questions, but kind of understanding how your communication style is with the other person and kind of delineating those endpoints for a conversation because otherwise there's lots of interruptions or whatever. I, I mean, I interrupt you all the time. Which usually interrupt me at good points though. Well, you usually pick up when I'm interrupting and, and make it smooth. So it, one that's thing, One thing I really, really hate uh, is, I think this is my biggest tip to people who are in podcasting and just media creation general is you want to allow someone to be great and be good and to not ruin what they're saying. And so a good example is let's say I'm telling a story and that story has a punchline. Let's say I'm telling a joke, right? You know, probably won't be telling a joke on a podcast, but sometimes like some of my stories have a punchline to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's dramatic pause. There's, there's a whole kind of thing to it. And what happens sometimes is you're trying to get to that dramatic pause where you say like the, the punchline mm-hmm. and the guests, they just kind of like throw in quips in there. Right. So it was like, and then he said, lunch meat. It's like, okay, you ruined the joke. Mm-hmm. It's like a heckler. Right. Now they're doing it because they feel like they have to fill in time because the thing that most podcasters are aware of is dead space or people who are on media things. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they're worried about dead space and they're worried that the other person can't handle it and they feel that tension build and they have to release it. But the tension is being built because you're telling a joke. You're getting mm-hmm. to a point, right? You're trying to build that tension purposely. So it's important that if someone is building to a point and trying to get to that thing, that you actually let them deliver on that expectation because otherwise it falls flat. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's two instances of this I can think of uh, that worked very differently. So there's one instance where I told my a date story with uh, Matt Drew. Mm-hmm. And like the story, it ended up very, very good because you and him were interrupting a lot mm-hmm. and kind of making fun of it, which was great. And you guys were hilarious. And it worked very, very well because... I didn't have actually a whole lot to say. Like, it was just kind of like basic points, but then you guys made a huge big part point about the cinder block and everything. Well, the cinder block was wild. And it, it, it just made the episode, right? <laughs> and so it took something that I didn't have a whole lot on and it made it like so much more. Mm-hmm. But then there was another story, which actually this was a very good story and it had many different like punchlines to it, right? And what ended up happening is before I could get to any punchline, I'd get interrupted with kind of a similar kind of uh, aside. Mm-hmm. And the problem was that my punchline was better than the asides. Mm-hmm. And so it never actually built up and paid off. And the story just ended up being like lackluster. But how do I know when your jokes and stories are going to suck and I need to save them? Because uh, usually I, I, I think it's how I'm speaking mm-hmm. usually and whether I'm building up to something. Because 
I, this is something we've gotten better and better at because I, I think you understand usually when building up to something mm-hmm. and likewise the other way. But I think experience and also just kind of knowing the person. Like mm-hmm. uh, like when we had the conversation with Brian with uh, the, sto- the, the crazy date story, the most awkward date ever. Yeah. So there was lots of points during that story where I was kind of giving you like hooks, right? Yeah. Like, like I was throwing you lines because I didn't quite know how to make this funny. Yeah, you were a hooker. But yeah, I, well, yeah, that's my side drop. But you know, you guys were able to see those hooks and kind of play off it very well. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times where I actually had like you know these, these funny points to it, right? Like I was building up to something, and you guys just shot up throwing those points, mm-hmm. right? And let me kind of expound upon it. And then once I get to the punchline, then you guys react and make fun of it, right? Mm-hmm. So there needs to be this interplay of understanding what your guest is saying, and after trying to like build up to a point, let them finish that point. And, and if they're not, you know, throw out those hooks there and let the person kind of expound upon it and kind of like elaborate upon those hooks or make fun of it. Sometimes it's hard for me to know when a joke pops into my head because it's real sudden mm. and the time to get it out is real short before it's not relevant anymore. Yep. Whether is this joke going to be worth interrupting or not? Mm. So I think that that's another thing that really will come with a lot of practice is like learning when to censor yourself and when is this joke worth it is this joke going to add to it and add a moment of brevity and laughter where maybe there's no joke right now or is it going to interrupt the flow of something in motion and prevent a joke and therefore take away that's a, i think that's a hard thing that to to know and to understand on the spot and something that will uh you can, can continue to get better at but i still am not perfect at yeah it's impossible to perfect because mm-hmm. who knows when something's ever going to be good. It, or if a joke's going to land. Yeah, or it's going to land. It might not. It may. But I think you just have to be aware that although we're in podcast land, we're in audio land, and we're afraid of silence. Silence is sometimes a good thing. Like right there. You know, it's purposeful, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of made a little bit of silence to make a point. Now, if you're in some, if you feel, you have to feel secure with what you're saying. Which is not to say that you shouldn't try to avoid silence where it's not necessary, but you should also use silence as a tool and you should feel comfortable if your guests are silenced at some points. And also we can edit stuff. If, if, if silence is really that big of an issue, just edit it out. Yep. I, I'd rather have something like a little silence, a couple seconds or two, than have just, just could not stop talking. And sentences running into each other that can't be edited around. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's one of my other big tips, which uh, one issue I have as well is you have to be aware of each other's like faults and strengths. One of my faults is I get very overly long in my explanations and kind of thoughts. Like there's like a line from some philosopher, like, uh, you know, I, I can send someone a letter, like a, like a five page letter and get it to him today. Or I can send him a one page letter and get it to him in two weeks. <laughs> And that's kind of me. Like, my thoughts are not condensed very well. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy. And it's up. F- so Steve understands about me. So if, if I'm not providing good content or I'm kind of r- getting too rambly, he can just cut me off and kind of like get me to condense. Sometimes. So- Sometimes I like to see where it's going to go. Uh, Especially if it's not going anywhere. <laughs> turtle burgers. Well, turtle burgers was a great topic. <laughs> that was really important. <laughs> That was a good, really good episode. I re-listened to it, and I was laughing through the whole thing. 
I, I, I love the uh, pretentious dodecahedron. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Did you see the actual image of it? Uh, I did. Good. It's very, very good. Uh, shout out to Fishstick for making that. No, I made that. You made that? Yeah, in MS Paint. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought Fishstick made that. No, I made it in MS Paint. Okay. I'm actually very Not impressed. Paint 3D, Mason. You know, I can have Photoshop, you know. Well, where, did you want to spend the time to do it? Yeah. No. Okay, then. And I don't want to spend the time to learn how to how to use Photoshop, so we're good. Any any last last things here? I think the last thing is to just have fun, um, and I, I think you just I don't know, like don't worry too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you're starting out. My suggestion is put out all of your content and then like a year in just put your first 10 episodes behind a paywall so only your like hardcore fans listen to it because if the first thing that people listen to is your pilot episode about pink floyd you're gonna lose a lot of people because that is awful audio quality you have sick hosts talking rambling through phones it's just not good so put that shit behind a paywall, give access to the people who want it. But new people, maybe they should experience something with a little higher quality. Yeah. And I, I think the for, for me, I think the top couple tips I have is number one, get equipment and learn to use the equipment. Uh, it doesn't have to be the best equipment. Get started, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is get good equipment, know how to use it. Number three is get some of the basics of formatting and how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Number three is just, or number four, there you go, yeah. number, number four is just kind of just learn and be open and kind of understand the dynamics of how a podcast work. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, how a conversation works within the podcast. And the, the thing is with long form content like this, it doesn't work the same way as short term content. Like, I'm very good at having long conversations like this. I'm not as good at having short conversations. Or, yeah, we've uh, made that very clear. Actually, actually, I am. I'm very good at having short conversations, but they have to be like, non-content for it. Like, I can be yeah. like, hey, how's it going? Doing great. Oh, yeah, yeah, the weather. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, bye. Uh-huh. Like, I'm good at that. But any, tiny, tiny talk. T- tiny talk, small talk. But not good at, like, small to medium talk. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't know. But I'm good at long talk. Mm-hmm. So you have to just understand how to have those long form conversations and how they flow and interflow. I hope you guys really liked hearing about how we make the sausage. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, even if you're not doing podcasts, I think thinking about these sort of things has implications into everyday life because it's it's like with my colleagues and coworkers and also friends and just people in general – like, I am much more able to have, like, decent conversations with them. Like, longer conversations. Not the shorter ones so much, but, you know, definitely longer form conversations. Like, they come across as very impressed with the conversations that we have. And we can go super deep and, you know, for a long time. And I think they're also impressed that I can kind of, like, follow the conversation for such a long time and understand what they're saying. Because mm-hmm. a, b- a big part of it is, you know podcasting is listening and having those good listening skills and kind of understanding what's happening in the conversation different points where you are is what's kind of needed and that's a very applicable skill in life in general and that's the cool thing about anything that you you learn and you learn how to do is you can take those 
concepts and reapply them. I use passing the mic techniques. Uh, I use voice control, working the mic. I use all of that in a lot of the other things I do. I voice some uh, uh, some characters in a cartoon. I do uh, some stuff on, uh, I do for tpcfootball.com. I do announcing over there, uh, mixer.com slash tpcsports. And uh, in both of those, like when I have a co, when I have a play-by-play guy or I have a color guy in the booth with me for um, doing commentary for football games, I need to know how to pass the mic. I need to know when I stop and let them give in some some insight, and also when I can take a break because uh, talking for an hour straight by yourself it can be a lot. I can do it, but it's going to be way better if there's somebody else adding another perspective, adding a unique perspective, one that I don't have. Um, and giving a break so you don't have to listen to my voice for a full hour. Yep. Ooh, I, one last tip because you, be, you brought up a good point there, mm-hmm. which is that a way I look at things is that you, what you're looking for with anything is a reaction. Is You're not trying to get people to praise your thoughts. You're trying to get a reaction to that thought. So when I say something, it's not that you're going to agree with it and be like, oh, that's so great because that's looking for a particular reaction. You're mm-hmm. looking for something particular. I'm just looking for any reaction and that reaction to be something engaging and to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the point with the podcast. And I think it should be the point in just general conversations. You should just be looking for a certain reaction or not a certain reaction. Okay, certain reaction like small talk and stuff, but just a general reaction that engages the other person and makes the conversation interesting. Yeah, I think those are all great tips. If you want to engage with us, do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Or we can go to twitter.com slash WNTT1 or patreon.com slash uh, just, just search her name there. We need to talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here today. Uh, were we going to do like an outro or something? I mean, is that not what this is? How are we going to get we need to talk here? I don't know. We're at an hour. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Fuck, we need to talk. Did that work? I guess. Hey.